Hi there, friends. Thank you for coming back to Queens of the Minds. I'm so sorry that I had to take a hiatus. I am still taking care of my grandma over here, and I also was especially clumsy and tore my MCL this last few weeks, and so I have been recovering, and I'm making big plans to move forward. It is time to book those holiday parties. Let Chef Sadie Taylor take over the cooking and cleanup so you can relax and enjoy your guests. Chef Sadie Taylor provides farm-to-table private chef and catering. She does custom dinner parties, cooking lessons, food and beverage concierge services, private catering, and local wine pairings by the local grape in Mariposa. Contact her at chefsadietaylor at gmail.com or you can follow her on Instagram at chef underscore Sadie Taylor and you could also find her on Facebook at Chef Sadie Taylor. Sadie showcases local and seasonal gold country products. Now we received pies from her for our holiday celebration and they were to die for. Sadie Taylor is a local, seasonal, small farm enthusiast. And you can email her at chefsadietaylor at gmail.com for booking. I suggest setting up cooking lessons as a Christmas gift. I am 100% experience over material. And Sadie can do just that for you. Thank you, Chef Sadie Taylor, for supporting Queens of the Minds. Samuel Clemens arrived in Angel's Camp in 1865, in the middle of a rainstorm so intense that it left Clemens stranded in Calaveras County for the next two weeks. Many local townspeople gathered at Angel's Hotel at the corner of Main Street and Bird's Way to pass the time. While local residents were sharing stories, a local man told the tale of his friend who possessed a frog that he had trained. Clemens found the story amusing and took notes in the corner. Later that year, he embellished the story when he wrote The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County under his new pen name, Mark Twain. It was his first published short story. 63 years later, in honor of the legend, a frog jumping contest was held on the main street of Angel's Camp. Over 15,000 people swarmed downtown for the tournament on the sloping street. In the coming years, the event grew in attendance so much that the frog jumping contest was moved to the county fairgrounds they named Frogtown in 1928. But we are not here to talk about the frog jumps in Calaveras County. We are here to talk about the brothel that was operating across the street and down the road from Frogtown. After America's largest migration, the Gold Rush, brothels thrived in the California foothills for over 100 years. In my book, Queens of the Mines, I wrote about Belle Cora, who ran the Sonora Club, one of the many body houses that were in operation in Sonora, California during the Gold Rush. The Sonora Club, which was somewhere along Woods Creek, accumulated a profit of over $126,000 in less than a year. 
That would equal the spending power of $4.4 million in 2021. And you can buy that book if you visit queensofthemines.com. 14 miles away, Vallecito was the home to over 80 ladies of the night in 1855. Some of these so-called houses of ill repute continued operation until the 1950s, but none were as famous as the last brothel in Calaveras County. This is Queens of the Mines, where we discuss untold stories from the twisted roots of California. We are in a time where historians and the public are no longer dismissing the conflict history that has been minimized or blotted out. I'm Andrea Anderson. The preceding episode may feature foul language and adult content, including violence, which may be disturbing to some listeners or secondhand listeners. So, discretion is advised. Angel's Camp, where the frog jumps are held, is known to some as the real City of Angels, named after Henry Angel of Rhode Island, who had set up a tent store on the banks of the creek there in 1848, eventually opening up a trading post for the miners that produced more than $20 million worth of gold. The gold was processed by stamp mills in town in the next few decades, and it was said that when the last mill finally ceased operations, the townspeople couldn't sleep, for the silence was so loud. Vera Gay Reynolds was managing hotels in the Bay Area, a widow with an eighth grade education before she moved to Angel's Camp in 1928. She found a property in an area near Albany Flat and she fell in love with it. South of Angel's Camp, down a road across from Frogtown, this house boasted a small barn, well, and a pump house. And as you approached the home, a large banana tree stood in the yard, surrounded by a stone wall, welcoming you. Vera Reynolds bought the property and opened the doors of her new establishment, the Banana Ranch. Vera soon known as Madam Reynolds, would manage three or four women and their callers from out of town at a time. The women would work and live in the home. She never kept one working lady for too long. Madam Reynolds would often rotate the girls, so customers would not get too tired or too close to any of the women. Despite what you might imagine, it was not a rowdy place. During the height of the prohibition, Reynolds did not serve alcohol. If you seemed even the slightest inebriated, Madame Reynolds would simply not allow you into her place of business. Earl Carley ran Carley's garage in Angel's Camp. Reynolds would hire Carley to act as the taxi service for the Banana Ranch, for she herself did not drive. When the Banana Ranch had a new girl in the house, the driver would parade Reynolds and her new lady around to local establishments so the locals could see the new beauty. She demanded that her girls be a picture of perfect health and hired the local doctor to make regular visits with them. Reynolds had accounts with local merchants so her girls could go shopping to purchase the fine clothing, makeup, and perfume required to keep up the expectations of an ideal sensual partner. Miners, of course, were not allowed in the banana ranch. To be sure, Madame Reynolds would request the name of the young man's father. She knew the townspeople well and would then know the age of the boy. 
Upon being asked their father's name, the boys often retreated. It was said that one fall, after coming of age, a young man waited an entire summer to gain courage to patronize the banana ranch. Finally arriving and getting out of his vehicle, he quickly had to turn around and leave when he realized he was parked right next to his father's car. There are stories of another overexcited young man on his first visit who had to be shushed in his bed because his own father was in the next room. What was it like for women in California during the 1850s? What hardships did they face? What victories were they able to realize? Who were the first women who came to California and who was already here? Explore the lives of 10 brilliant people who made their own way in a time where women were not so welcome to do so. Their stories contributed to the shaping of the future of California and the United States. The undermined people were often rendered voiceless, leaving them ghosts of our past, dismissed and forgotten. They're rarely heard of, and I want you to know their names. Queens of the Minds, the paperback novel, is available now on queensofthemines.com. Do you want to know the most exclusive meal right now you could purchase in Tuolumne County? It is a wood-fired pizza made by Also Pizza. Also Pizza is right next door to Union Hill Coffee in downtown Sonora. Also Pizza uses a slow fermented dough made in hand in-house and features organic produce when available from Blue Oak Farms and organic Bianco di Napoli tomato sauce. Now there's a system you gotta do. They are preparing to open up a dining room, but in the meantime, what you do is you follow their Instagram, which is at also pizza. On Tuesdays, they will post their menu for the wood-fired pizzas that are available that following Thursday. Place your order on Wednesday. It is first come, first serve. You are only able to pick these pizzas up between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. So you want to get on the list as quickly as possible. Did someone say exclusive pizza in downtown Sonora? I'm all about it. Earlier this November, me and my boyfriend tried one of their pizzas that they had cleverly named the Havarti Party. And it had Havarti cheese, soppressetta, black olives, mozzarella, tomato sauce. It was pure perfection. They start taking pre-orders on Wednesdays at 8 a.m. And you have to DM them on Instagram to make your order. So check out Also Pizza and get your exclusive wood-fired pizza in Tuolumne County this Thursday. And every Thursday. Okay, back to the Banana Ranch. The Banana Ranch girls were polite and tipped well. The people in town liked them. Vera would settle for nothing less. To me, they were like movie stars, said Arlene Weston Ryder, whose father began delivering ice to the old house during the 1930s. Arlene was very young, but she was enthralled with the beautiful women in their gorgeous clothes. They'd buy me candy. Madame Reynolds gave back to the town and supported charities. When the annual fair and frog jumps and 4th of July came around, the Banana Ranch closed their doors. Reynolds insisted that they do not detract from the local events. 
and maybe Sunil husband or father went missing down the road after too many drinks on such an important day for the families. I am sure Madam Reynolds and her girls also wanted to attend the events themselves. During the Second World War, phone lines were first connected in Calaveras County and the Banana Ranch was given the connection number of 153. It wasn't long before number 153 was keeping the switchboard operator quite busy. Yet military personnel were easy to recognize by uniform, so Madam Reynolds would not serve any soldiers, which I think is sad. Brass tokens floated around the town with one side reading, good for $2 in trade, on one side, and Banana Ranch, Angel's Camp, phone 153 on the other. For reference, in 2021, $2 is worth about $37. For two decades, Vera Gale Reynolds ran a successful business which slowed down to a one-girl operation by 1949, 20 years after she opened her doors. California legislator intended on curtailing and eliminating prostitution. Prostitution in California was legal until 1954, but at the time, it was illegal to operate a brothel in the state under the Red Light Abatement Act passed in 1914. So brothels around the state were eventually shutting down, and no one was in any hurry to shut down the Banana Ranch. Vera decided to retire and sell the Banana Ranch to a woman who renamed it the White Wall Ranch. 100 years after the gold rush began. Dwight Wall Ranch became a five-girl operation with new girls in every month, and they drew far too much attention. Calaveras County finally felt the pressure and declared prostitution illegal in 1951. DA Judge Joseph Huberty and the Sheriff of Calaveras County went out there for one last visit, and the White Wall buckled. There are rumors that some of the working girls stayed in the area, some marrying into local families. Madame Reynolds died in a rest home in Oakland on May 23, 1968. A fairly wealthy woman. When asked why she chose to run a brothel, Reynolds would say, For the money, why else? She is buried at, where else, but Mountain View Cemetery in Oakland. I bring this cemetery up a ton on Queens of the Mines episodes. Not only is it my favorite cemetery in California, but so many of our subjects are buried there in Oakland at the end of Piedmont Avenue. Mountain View Cemetery was intended to express a harmony between man and the natural setting. Many use the grounds for jogging, dog walking, sightseeing, and the numerous winding lanes and lack of traffic make it a really popular place for teenagers to learn how to drive. While learning Reynolds' story, I learned some new interesting facts about the historic cemetery, which I had somehow missed. The master plan of the landscape of my favorite cemetery in California, Mountain View, was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted, who was considered the founder of American landscape architecture. Congress commissioned Olmsted to design the enlarged U.S. Capitol grounds in Washington, D.C., the same grounds we saw under siege on January 6th. 
The most ambitious aspect of the plan was a new marble terrace that wrapped around the north, south, and west facades. You know what I'm talking about. Olmsted was also the chief architect of New York City's Central Park, Stanford University, and Yosemite National Park. Olmsted's work as one of the first commissioners appointed to manage the grant of the Yosemite Valley and Mariposa Big Tree Grove minimized the intrusion of man on Yosemite's natural wonders. If you're wondering where the Banana Ranch house is now, I'm sorry to tell you that it's gone. The new Maloney's Reservoir project required a wider access road to Maloney's Lake from the Calaveras County side. And at demolition, the old stone wall was the last that remained of the Banana Ranch. And it was knocked down by the Army Corps of Engineers. All right, that's the story. Love you all. Be safe. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Stay positive and act kind. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Subscribe to the show so we can meet again weekly on Queens of the Mines. If you want to donate to the production of Queens of the Mines, you can do so at Venmo, at Queens of the Mines, Cash App, dollar sign Queens of the Mines, or PayPal at southernmindqueen at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.